Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview elite entrepreneurs and I thank you for joining us. This show is dedicated to helping you turn your vision into reality. And today, we're going to discuss something which is near and dear to my heart and affects everyone out there, whether you're in a career, whether you're a solopreneur or small business owner, C-level executive. This is really key stuff. Check this out. We're going to talk about developing leadership expertise with Chris Sebolero. Chris is an internationally recognized leadership specialist. And check this out, multi-number one best-selling author, and he's host of the Ultimate Leadership Podcast, whom I've had the great pleasure and distinction of being on a great, great show. And he's currently the president and CEO of his own consulting firm, and he's growing the next generation of leaders. Let's find out more about this. Welcome to the show, Chris. So glad to have you on with us. I got to tell you, I am so excited to be here, Tony. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. The honor and the pleasure is mine, and I'm really looking forward to learning more about leadership expertise. You've cracked the code on some of this stuff. And, you know, we can all learn stuff eventually and read everybody's books and take everybody's seminars and listen to everybody's lectures and so on and so on, which is impossible to do in one lifetime. And that's why I bring specialists like you on the show to help bring it to our audience so we can get that information a lot faster to speed up. And, you know, I, we've got good successes. We've got a growing audience. And people just love this stuff. There's so much to learn about leadership. And just really want to get into this, but kind of let's introduce you to the audience, find out how it all started for you. What's your backstory, Chris? Yeah, I got to tell you, I started off my career with a small company out of Washington, D.C. called the United States Air Force. And, you know, it took 12 years. A little small company. That's right. Served my country, blue hats, you know, got planes in the air. And, uh, you know, I started off uh, my career there. And uh, I, I uh, was in the medical field, really. And then I left the Air Force after 12 years, and I uh, was a paramedic. And that's really where I got my start in the civilian world as well, is helping people on what could be the worst day of their life. And one of the things that I, I really like to do in the Air Force, Tony, was teach. And it was a skill in itself, right? How do you stand up in front of people, maybe people that even outrank you, and now you've got to deliver the best information you can, the best education you can. You've got to be entertaining. You've got to be dynamic. You've got to be energetic. And then in my career as a paramedic, I wanted to become the best paramedic that I could be. And I got to tell you, in the beginning, I really was a little bit horrible about it. You know, I was a little indifferent, you know, and, you know, people are bleeding and they're throwing up and, you know, they've soiled themselves and... I didn't really understand the importance and the magnitude of what I was doing for a career. And then once I realized, and it really came down to one day, Tony, if I could just tell a quick story, I was taking a patient from the base to the VA hospital, and we're going through this small town. It's like three o'clock in the morning, and we stop at a light, and there's a car that stops at a light, and there's a woman who comes running towards the ambulance, and I get out to meet her, and we meet in the middle of the street. And she basically throws at me her three-month-old daughter who's not breathing very well. And I got to tell you, because of my indifference at the time, I really didn't know what to do. I knew the kid needed medicine, but I didn't know which one. And if I'd known which one, I probably wouldn't have known how much to give her. And 
We got her to the hospital, and I got to tell you, it was that night that I realized that if I wasn't on top of my game as a paramedic, someone was going to die. It was going to be my fault. This woman didn't care my, who I was. She didn't care where I was from. She just knew that I was sitting in the ambulance, and I had the skills, the knowledge, and experience to take care of her most precious gift, which is her daughter. And that night, I realized that I needed to learn, and I needed to read, and I needed to research And then I started to teach, and I really enjoyed the teaching component. Then in my career, as I started to move along, I now started to get into leadership roles. And I I became a field training officer. Then I was a supervisor. Then I started to get up in the higher levels of leadership. And I had a challenge there, too. Just because I was a good paramedic, Tony, it didn't make me a good leader. It didn't mean I was ready to motivate and inspire and and serve other people. And really, I would... I was really trying to uh, serve myself. I was trying to pad my resume. I was trying to move up in my career. And uh, then what happened was I needed to realize the importance of what leadership was all about. I've kind of put my career on that path of uh, learning the art and science of leadership. And truly, you know, I say all the time, leadership is an art and a science. And you've got to understand the science before you can paint the portrait of organizational success. And you said it yourself. I mean, there is so much leadership content out there. And one of the things that I think is really interesting is that it's the same science, but what we share is our interpretation of that science. So you get a John Maxwell flair, you get a Tony Robbins flair, you get you know a Chris Sabalero flair, but it's the same science. And I think that that's what's really awesome about leadership. Well, you know, that story, first of all, that you told me about the lady with the daughter, that's very touching because I, in a way, live in the medical world. My wife is in the medical world. She does critical care transports. Oh, my goodness. I hear so many stories, and I feel emotional from that when I hear these because, you know, these are humans. There's just that connection. And paramedics, when you're out there in the battlefield or wherever, You are the senior medical authority right there, and you have to use all your skills, techniques, and knowledge to take care of this person, save their life, or get them living better or doing better until they're at the ER or somewhere. So it's very challenging. Now, I have never been in that position, thank God, but some of us do, and it's people like you that have been in that scenario not just once, multiple, constantly. It's your leadership skills that were very important because it's experiential. It's not theoretical. I have leadership skills from being in corporate America. But when you're out there and it's all depending on you, I think it hones your character a little bit. It does something. And I see that in our conversations because you, you know, you're humble. It's not like you're all about yourself. It's just such an important factor. So I want to impress that to the audience, that someone that's been through it from this point of view really speaks sooth, to put it in old English. I think you hit the nail right on the head. But but before I answer your question, I think this is an appropriate time, Tony, to send a shout out to all those first responders that are out there. You know, your wife who's doing those critical care transports. I mean, this is a crazy time for them, right? This is the time of COVID. They're putting on PPE at every single call. I mean, some of these guys are sleeping in their cars or sleeping in their RVs so they don't bring this disease home to their families. And uh, this past year has been a really big challenge. And unfortunately, 
we're losing providers to their own hand by suicide because it's too much for them to handle. They don't know how to offboard this stress. So let's send a quick shout out to those folks, Tony. Well, you know, we thank them for their service. You know, they inspire me every day. And as a leader, it's my job to inspire. It's my job to motivate. But those are the, you know, those are the folks that are bringing the inspiration. Those are the folks that are bringing the motivation and we want to applaud them. And I appreciate the opportunity to do that. You know, but to go back to your point, when you realize that, you know, I'm 56 years old now, you know, and, and uh, if I fall, yeah, if I fall down my stairs and I'm in my underwear and I'm laying at the bottom of a basement stairs and I can't get myself up, it's very humbling that when someone invites you into their home to help you be successful or, you know, to help you to uh, help you up off the floor, you got to feel good about that, you know, because you're inviting me into your home at your most vulnerable time for me to take care of you. And that's where the humbling thing comes in. That could be me. It could be you. It could be your grandma. It could be my grandma. And one of the things that we always do when we talk about it from a service standpoint of being a paramedic, treat people like you want your family treated. Like when you come to my house to take care of my mom, to take care of my dad, to take care of my wife or kids, that's how you want to be treating other people. And I think that that's where I get the foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for letting us in your home. All you entrepreneurs and small business owners out there, we're in your home. We're, you're listening to this or watching this in your car, you're jogging, you're doing whatever. This is really important. And yeah, this is a time where I think because of the events, I think this is a very cohesive time for us to all band together and be together and help each other because it's what we can do. There's things we can do. There's things we can't do. You know, I, I talk about some of this in a recent interview with Daniel Burris about hard trends and soft trends. You guys should check that out because there's certain things that you can predict and that you can do. And banding together, helping each other is what we can do despite everything else. So very, very important. Part of being a leader and part of this, and we're going to get into some of your leadership expertise, I believe is the overriding purpose, that motivation, like, why do you get up in the morning and do this? So Chris, let me ask you, why do you get up in the morning every day and do this stuff? What's the purpose here? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And it really goes towards the motivation of who you are, right? And to me, I have a skill and I have a knack. And the skill is that, that I understand the science of leadership. I understand what it takes to get from this level to the next level. You know, I'm able to inspire people. And, but it, really, when you have a gift... And it's usually the gift of gab. I, I, I'm a big fan of your show, Tony. It's such an honor to be here. And you've been such a great mentor uh, without us even talking. And I'm like, I want a question like that. I, I want to transition, you know. But it's one of those things that when you have that gift and you're able to share that expertise, um, you almost do people a disservice if you don't share with them, right? And let me tell you about how I, I got started in that, uh, you know, from the standpoint of even of even doing the show, the podcast as a, as a coach, you know, my job is to help people get from here to there, get to their next level, help them develop into the best person, people that they can be professional that they can be. This is the Tony D'Urso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about developing leadership expertise with Chris Sabolero. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. (music) 
When running a business, HR issues can really hurt you badly, as you probably know. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, etc. And HR manager salaries aren't cheap, an average of $70,000 a year. Now, Bambi, that's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses like yours. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. Really, $99. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. Month-to-month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. Now, you didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. All HR managers are based in the United States with their headquarters in Los Angeles. And I'm going to say this again. You get a dedicated HR manager that you can easily reach by phone, chat, or email that knows all about you and your business and stays with you. Bambi's dedicated HR managers get to know all about your business and your specific concerns. And they have thousands of active clients and over 1,000 trust pilot reviews with a 4.9 rating. That's astounding. All right, don't let an unexpected HR issue destroy your business. Get HR peace of mind now and maintain compliance. Go to Bambi.com slash Tony right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Tony. That's B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash T-O-N-Y. All right, get your free HR audit, check it out, and let me know how you like it. You're listening to The Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Developing Leadership Expertise with Chris Ceballero. And if you have an Apple device, would you go to Apple Podcasts sometime and rate my show? I would sincerely appreciate that. If you don't have an Apple device, you can also go to TonyDurso.com slash review and look for directions on how to leave a kind review on another podcast platform. All right. And now back to the chat with Chris. There was one time that uh, someone called me and said, you know, I really need a leadership coach. I really want to become a director in my organization. And we talked a little bit and, you know, then we talked about fees. He's like, well, I can't afford that. He goes, what are you doing for the people that can't afford that, but they need your services. And it made me kind of realize that when you have a gift, you've got to be able to share that gift with as many people as possible. And that's the reason I started to write leadership books. And I started to do the podcast because I wanted to be able to give people the opportunity to get inside of those leadership structures and to kind of learn from them. So to me, what gets me up in the morning is the opportunity to help people achieve their goals. Now, they may not even know they have a vision. They may not even know they have goals. So you might have to help them get from point A to point B to just understand their vision of success. You know, without the vision, which is the most important component, you know, Tony, if I ask you to think about a car, 
you don't see the letters, the letters C-A-R. You actually picture a car. Maybe it's your car, right? And we are wired to think in pictures as adults. And if we don't have a vision of where we're going, days turns into weeks, weeks turns into months, months turns into years, and all of a sudden, 2020, 2021 has lived us and we've not lived it. We've not grown any. So to me, the motivation when I get up in the morning is just to add value to somebody every day that can take them and see their vision and then help them get to that next level in their career. And, you know, it's a gift that, you know, everybody, everybody has the opportunity to do something. I say it all the time. Everybody's got a book title in them. Well, it's that expertise that they're able to share that if they don't share with the people who are around them, they do them a disservice. And that's the thing that motivates me the most. Very motivational, very inspiring, very true. And that is fulfilling. When you help someone, and I've coached others, I've coached podcasters and so forth, and taken them up multiple levels. And when you see someone, you know, start off, let's, you know, put it in a school-like manner, start off in kindergarten or grade one or grade two, and you take them up to, you know, an eighth grader, which I think in the United States now is called middle school, the terms change, so it's different from when I grew up. But you, but you, basically, you see them go up a few levels. There's this sort of pride because you've helped this person go up multiple levels. You know, you've helped the child walk or the person on the bicycle move. It's such a great, rewarding feeling, and and I find that in a way it kind of fuels itself because it's like putting fuel in that old time locomotive. It just keeps it going and keeps it going. So. I just really relate to that. And I just wanted to say, I love that. And for our audience, you can find Chris at chriszebolero.com. And yes, I will spell that. Chris, this Chris is C-H-R-I-S, which is the normal Chris, if if I may say that, if that's politically correct. And the last name is C-E-B-O-L-L-E-R-O.com. Chriszebolero.com. Did I get that right? You did, and I got to tell you, you even pronounced it well. It took me forever to learn how to spell it. So, I mean, you, you did better than I did, Tony. It's my name. <laughs> my pleasure. It took me years to pronounce my own name. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which actually, technically, I do not pronounce the way it is pronounced in Sicily. But that's a different story. I've Americanized it. D'Urso is good enough for me, but that's just the way it's going to be. That's a whole other podcast, isn't it, Tony? That's right. That's a, that's a, a na- on names. Now, Chris, let's kind of get into your vision path here. We talked about, you know, leadership and you understand what it takes to take people up a few notches and you've been in the medical, which I think is a great training and experience to take one into the field. And you are, you are a very good coach. You are, if I, I think I've seen it, you are part of the Forbes Council of Coaches. Yes, I am. I sure am. I'm also an executive director with the John Maxwell team. So I, I've really tried to put myself in a position to uh, really kind of learn that art and science of leadership. And, uh, you know, it really is something that really kind of, um, you know, inspires and motivates me. But, uh, you know, I try all the time to keep learning and kind of moving in that, in the process of, uh, you know, growing yourself. And I don't know that you got to a question, so I was going to kind of go off on a tangent. But if you're going to set me up with a question, I want to go ahead and pause for that. <laughs> yes, I'm setting you up, Chris. <laughs> hey, that's a dangerous thing when you hear that from a Sicilian, but I don't mean it that way because we're Italian to Italian here. So it means different when you say it to another Italian. But the reason I bring this up is, first of all, these entities, these enterprises that we just talked about, 
extremely prestigious on their own right. And you, you are a member of them. You're the executive director of one of them. That is very, very cool to say a very passe word. I mean, it's just really a very excellent honor. It's prestigious to be, to be working with them. And since you've, you ha- you're working with both and you have all this experience, the leading question I'm getting into is leadership and leadership success. What determines that? Well, how do we say, oh, this was successful leadership at work here? How do we measure that? Yeah, I think that that's a great question. And I think that's a question that's not often considered, right? We think about that, you know, the, the workforce is there for us. And we've got to change our mentality, right? When we think about this from an organizational standpoint, let's put ourselves in the organizational psychology. You know, I, I say tongue in cheek all the time, if we can get rid of the workforce, our job as leaders would be easy, but that's not practical. We've got to be able to invite people into our organization to help us be successful. Tony, I want to say that again. We invite people into our organization to help us be successful, but then we don't give them what they need to be successful. People come to us with a set of skills. People come to us with a set of knowledge. Are we supposed to be happy as leaders with that knowledge, with that little bit of knowledge they have, with that little bit of experience they have? Or are we supposed to now take what they've learned and now help them to develop so they can help us develop the organization? I don't hire you for what you've done. I hire you for what you're going to do for me. So if I'm not unhappy, if I'm happy with your little bit of experience, little bit of knowledge, or, or it could be a lot of experience, uh, you know, then we'll see where the organization goes. But we have to be able to invest in the workforce that we are bringing into our organization to help us be successful. So the true measurement to leadership success isn't how well you manage a budget, isn't how well you do resource management, isn't how well you do conflict resolution. But here's the secret. The true measurement of leadership success is how engaged, satisfied, and productive your workforce is. We need to be able to invert the organizational chart and put the workforce at the top and put the leaders at the bottom. Because when you're worrying about the budget, if you have an engaged workforce, they're worrying about the budget. They're worrying about the bottom line. They're worrying about cutting costs because now you've included them into the vision of what you're trying to do in that organization. So instead of investing in watching the supply chain, invest in the workforce and let them watch the supply chain. Let them give you advice on how to make cuts. Let them you know, work in the, in the lean process improvement management system, whatever that is. So when we think about the true measurement of leadership success, we're not putting the resource as leaders where we need to. We need to be able, you know, our job as leaders, Tony, is to get work done through other people. And then we've got to be able to get the best out of those people. But instead, you know, we, we use command and control and we use our authority, our positions of authority, and we, we talk down to them, we point fingers and we treat them like they're second class citizens. They're not labor. They're partners with us. And I'm going to just go off script here a little bit in the sense that when we think about leaders, we want our leaders to have good conflict resolution skills. We want them to be good communicators. We want them to be inspiring. We want them to be motivating. But when we think about our workforce, what, what do we want them to be? We want them to be good communicators. We want them to inspire and motivate each other and maybe even the, the customers, the customer experience. We want them to have good conflict resolution that they could work well together. 
our workforce are leaders of the organization too. We need to stop thinking about them as labor and start to consider them as part of the leadership of what we're trying to do with the vision and the success of our organization. And this is really where this comes into play, Tony. That's very powerful. One of the first key points you just made, Chris, we hire people to make us successful. I've never looked at it that way. I've hired a lot of people in my day and in my 32 odd years in the corporate world, but I've never looked at it that way. But it is because it's my department, my division, my area, my company, and they're helping make me successful. Where, whereas people would normally think on the question that I asked you, how we measure success, I could, I could just hear everybody saying it right now in the audience. You don't have to comment on it. Put money in my pocket because I'm a good leader and I've got some people that I've hired and we're rolling the company. It's putting money in my pocket, but it is not the measurement of true success. I think it's a byproduct. Of course, we want to put money in our pocket. We need that to live and all that, but that does not measure success. And I really love how you say that. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about developing leadership expertise with Chris Sabolero. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Getting the care you need to stay healthy shouldn't be hard or expensive. Everyone should be able to afford their medications. Check out GoodRx. They help me find the lowest price on prescriptions every time. With GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices for your prescription at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. 80%. Yes, 8-0. GoodRx is free and easy to use, and many times it's often cheaper than using your insurance copay or Medicare. With GoodRx, you can find discounts for your prescriptions at over 70,000 pharmacies like CVS, Kroger, Walgreens, Rite Aid, Vons, Walmart, and more. GoodRx is the number one most downloaded medical app, and millions of Americans use GoodRx to get affordable health care every month. With family in the medical industry, I see how much some of these prescriptions cost. Now, how about saving up to 80%? That's more like it, right? And I've been through their website, and this is something you need to check out to make it not only easier for you to get what you need, but to save the bucks as well. Did you know drug prices vary? One feature I love is that you can look up whatever you may be taking, and you can instantly see where you may be able to get it for much less. Start saving up to 80% on your prescriptions Today, go to goodrx.com slash D-U-R-S-O. That's goodrx.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Goodrx.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Goodrx is not insurance, but can be used instead of insurance. In 2020, Goodrx users received an average savings of over 70% of retail prices. Again, that's G-O-O-D the letter R, the letter X, dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. All right, check it out and tell me how you like it. GoodRx.com slash D-R-S-O. 
You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Developing Leadership Expertise with Chris Ceballero. And if you have an Apple device, would you go to Apple Podcasts sometime and rate my show? I would sincerely appreciate that. If you don't have an Apple device, you can also go to TonyDurso.com slash review and look for directions on how to leave a kind review on another podcast platform. All right. And now back to the chat with Chris. And one other comment I wanted to make when you talked about the environment. Now, you just drew me in back into the corporate world. I mean, you just threw me in there, <laughs> threw me in the ring. And one of the things that I wanted to comment that you, you brought me back into the past is when the leader has things on his mind, troubles, problems, it's like wearing it on your sleeve. You don't even realize it, but it stresses other people out, even though you may not realize it and you want other people to produce because they look upon the leader as the leader. And if the leader's all troubled, consternation, problems, issues, whatever, drama, it really rolls down without the leader even trying to do that. Even if the leader tries to prevent it, it rolls down to the others and it affects them, just kind of is what you were saying. So that really brought that to mind quite a bit, Chris. Right. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a mentor. His name is Don Lundy. He lives in South Carolina. I give him a shout out. But he's got a great saying. When you leave home, it's act one, scene one, and action. Because you are on the stage as a leader. And you've got to be able to inspire. You've got to be able to motivate. You've got to be able to develop the rapport with the people that you're working with. And sometimes they see that. I mean, people are watching you even when you think they are not. And they are seeing and they are modeling after what you do. And to be able to say that uh, I'm going to try to have the best day possible. And it's always about putting the best foot forward. You know, in my book, uh, Ultimate uh, Success Strategic Leadership Excellence, one of the chapters is all about you are the difference maker. It's about your attitude. It's about how you see things. I mean, we can't help what happens around us every day, Tony, but we can help how we feel about it. We can help how we react about it. We can help how we transition it to something else. And that's one of the things that we really try to, you know, that we're really trying to help people to do. And, and one of the things that we've got to be able to do with our workforce is we've got to model the behavior that we want them to see. You know, it's all about the culture of the organization, right? And if we say the, the vision is where, you know, where we're going, the strategic goals of how we're going to get there, and the culture is the behavior of the organization in, in striving to reach that vision. And we've got to be able to ensure that as the leader, we're kind of lighting the path for them to say, come on, it's this way, let's go. Uh, but we've got to be able to do it as best that we can to keep them inspired. You know your stuff. I can tell. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, check this guy and his book and his podcast. He really is very, very good on leadership. I just want to say because I recognize a good leader. I've seen the good ones and I've seen, unfortunately, the bad ones. And in doing so in all my years in corporate America, it allows and helps one to actually see what's what. So. This is the good stuff, and that's why I brought Chris on the show to help curate and bring his expertise to all of you, to help you all. Even if you're a solopreneur, you deal with associates, you sub-work out, you deal with people online that do things for you. You are a leader. 
even if it's just an organization of one with other people that you hire out. So think about that on how you work with them. We touched upon this just a little bit on kind of why it's difficult and what do we need to do to engage that workforce? Because it just seems so difficult. We've touched upon this a little bit, but I think there's more to, to drill down. So over to you, Chris, maybe you can comment on some of that. Man, I think when we talk about engaging the workforce, we really have to first change the paradigm of the strategy that we take with them. And instead of thinking that they work for us, we've got to know that we work for them. We have to be able to ensure that we serve them, that we give them the tools that they need to be. Yeah, as a paramedic, Tony, I knew what it was like not to have the tools to do my job. I knew what it was like not to have my ideas listened to. I knew what it was like to have poor leadership. And I said that when I became a leader, I was going to do it better and cleaner than the next guy. And you know what? I was a little bit worse. And uh, again, because I was working more off of ego than I was off of uh, that of service, right? So when we think about it from the standpoint, the first thing that we have to be able to do, and why did we become a leader in the first place? Was it to get the parking spot? Was it to get more money? Was it to wear, was it to wear the tie to work? Or did we think that we can make a difference? Did we think that we can kind of change things and make them better for our peers? Well, if that's the way we think, it's based in service. So before you even think about engaging your workforce, you've got to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. Number two, you've got to be able to think about them as people. And there are people that are coming into our organization that are different than we are. They're different cultures. They're different religions. They have different political affiliations. But you know what? They still have a heart. They still have blood that you know goes through their veins. They still have uh, everything that we have. They're people just like we are. Just because they have a belief that we're not going to believe in doesn't mean it makes them bad people. I got to tell you, in this crazy political world, Tony, I mean, everybody's at each other's throat because they're conservatives or they're liberals or they're, whatever it is. But you know what? You can have your opinion. You can have. But when we're in the workforce, we're a team. Teamwork makes the dream work. And we've got to be able to now consider that. So when we think about it from an engagement standpoint, everybody's unique, everybody's individual, and everybody's a member of the team because we invited them into the organization. And that's the second thing. Next thing you want to do is you want to be able to help them grow. As I mentioned, little bit of skill, little bit of knowledge. We need to be able to take them from point A to point B. What are their goals? They're not coming to work because they love your organization. They've got kids and they've got mortgages and they got car payments and they got to put food on the table. But what's their motivation for doing what they're doing? You talk to them. You learn those things. You find out what their goals are. You find out what their vision is. You help them reach their vision. You help them set goals to reach their vision. You help them develop plans to reach the goals that reach the vision. As they grow, they now become loyal. They now become engaged. They now become satisfied. This may not be where I'm going to spend the the 20 years of my life, but while I'm here, I'm going to give you the very best I got because you really care about me. You're showing me that you care. Ask their opinion. Pat them on the back. Tell them they're doing a good job. Find out what their kids' names are. Find out, you know, I mean, that's, I say this all the time. You know, how many people have kids you know, have workers that have kids and they, you know, the leaders in the audience will raise their hand, Tony. I'll say, what are their names? And they really, it kind of puts their hands. This is their motivation. This is why they're doing what they're doing. So you want to engage the workforce. You develop a professional rapport with them and you ask about the kids. You ask about their children. I got to tell you, whether you love or hate social media, one of the best tools that was ever developed for a leader, 
Now, I don't, I don't, when I was in operational roles, I didn't go around Tony and said, be my friend on Facebook. But if any of my workers came to me and said, I want to be your friend, I accepted their friend. And then one of the things I got to see, Tony, was the day they took their kids to the first hockey game or where they went on vacation or, you know, the kid learning how to ride the bike for the first time. And then I was able to see them. I said, hey, Tony, I saw that your kid went to his first hockey game. How cool was that? And now I got a little bit of of rapport that I'm able to develop away from work with them, right? So it's all about giving them what they need to be successful. It's all about taking them from point A to point B. It's all about getting them involved in the decision-making. You know, hey, Tony, I got this problem that I need to kind of work out with your experience. Give me, what do you think? I mean, how do you feel we fix this problem? They're going to sit there and go, what are you kidding me? You're asking me? Well, I respect your opinion kind of thing. But this is where the engagement comes in. Stop looking at them as workers. Start looking at them as leaders and partners. Wow, that is so profound. You know, this is such a different world than it was when I was growing up. Because the world back then, you weren't allowed to say anything personal at all or you would be written up. It was not allowed. That may sound very hard for people to understand, but it just was not allowed. You treated people as workers. They were expendable, get the job done, and that's it. And it's such a different world. It's 180 on the other side. So changed. It's just absolutely amazing. And and I'm thinking about how much the world is moving now with technology and social media. And it's just so much faster. And you get to know people so much quicker. It's changed so much. Are we at the pinnacle of this? Is there another level to get? What does it take to get to the next level? Now people are all working at home. So those group meetings, not all people are working at home, but many more than probably ever before. So what's the culture like now? Where are we heading on this in the future, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a great question. And, you know, you talked about Daniel Burris. I had him on my show and he talks about the anticipatory organization, right? Great book that he wrote. And, uh, you know, if you want to think about that, but basically he outlays for us If we know something's coming, let's not wait for it to come. Let's develop. Let's be anticipatory and let's kind of figure out how we're going to uh, make that work. What's the same thing now? We're sitting around and we're waiting to say, what's the future going to look like in this post-pandemic world? Well, what do we want it to look like? We don't have to wait for it to shake out. We need to be able to think about what it's going to look like. How is it going to affect our organizations? How is it going to affect our workforce? And you know what? Maybe we have some type of hybrid now of going back into the brick and mortar or working at home. I think that it's given, you know, the, the business owners a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, leeway to say, you know what, maybe I don't need to have a two floor uh, office building. I can now scale down a little bit, save a little money, put a little bit more money back into the workforce or whatever that is. So, you know, rather than just sit here and speculate what we're going to do post I think we need to just kind of figure out what we need to do best for our organizations and, and develop that blueprint and start building. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about developing leadership expertise with Chris Sabolero. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. I remember when I first ordered my custom Mercedes SL500 with all the good stuff like AMG Sports Package. And I got not only heated seats, 
which are an option on most vehicles today, but I also got a massager. Yep, I got a massager, and I put one in for my passenger also. People would chuckle on having a built-in massager in my car because they had no idea how good it could be. I tell you, I used it every single time I drove that vehicle, and I loved having the heated seat with the massager. It's so handy to have when you put the miles on. And it's the same for a chair. Yes, it's the same for my office chair. It's an X chair, and I love it. Yes, that's right, an office chair. I love my new X chair. I've never had an office chair that looks or feels so amazing. It's very high-tech looking, and honestly, it's so comfortable that I can sit for hours and never feel uncomfortable. The secret is not only their patented Dynamic Variable Lumbar DVL Support, which offers unbelievable lumbar support to my lower back, but now, thanks to their new X-HMT technology, I can also get heat and massage therapy while I'm sitting at my desk. Can your current office chair do that? Instead of my old, uncomfortable office chair, now I look forward to spending hours sitting in the ultimate therapeutic massager, all while I work. The X-HMT delivers heat and massage technology right to my core, helping increase blood flow, muscle recovery, and energy. All perks that make working from home or the office a joy. It even has four different massage modes and fast warming heat technology for therapy when I'm sore. I love it. You wouldn't believe the X-Chair difference until you feel the X-Chair difference for yourself. Trust me. This is the luxury supercar of office chairs. This is the custom-built Mercedes SLR 500, etc. This is it. And you know, X-Chair is on sale now for $100 off. Go to xchairduruso.com now. That's the letter X, the word chair, C-H-A-I-R, D-U-R-S-O.com, or call one 844 4XCHAIR. Xchair has a 30 day guarantee of complete comfort, and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairduruso.com now and use code XWheels for free XWheel blade casters. xchairduruso.com. So let's spell some of these things out one more time. It's X C H A I R D U R S O dot com. Or you can call 1 844 4X C H A I R and use code X Wheels for free X Wheel Blade casters. Come on, you owe it to yourself to check it out. You're spending too much time sitting in your chair each day, right? So get your back warm and fuzzy with a little heat and a massage. Your production will improve. In fact, you may work longer hours because of it. Okay, check it out and tell me how you like it. xchairdeerso.com with code XWHEELS for free X Wheel Blade casters. You're listening to The Tony Dierso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Developing Leadership Expertise 
with Chris Sebolero. And if you have an Apple device, would you go to Apple Podcasts sometime and rate my show? I would sincerely appreciate that. If you don't have an Apple device, you can also go to Tony, D-U-R-S-O, dot com slash review and look for directions on how to leave a kind review on another podcast platform. All right. And now back to the chat with Chris. Now I'm going to ask you the question that will make the pin drop. And it's a $64,000 question. That's, that's what we called it when I was growing up. But now... Pressure's on now, Tony. Pressure's on. That, that was what we called it when I was growing up. But $64,000 back then is like $64 quintillion now. So, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you the big question. Okay. We're all working at home. We've got social media. We've got information at our fingertips. It's an information overload. And that's a whole separate topic. We've got so much information, so many people saying so many good things, some saying some bad things, but it's just coming at us so fast that we could tend to get a little comfortable. We're working at home. We're working with people online. And, and I mean this with all respect because I'm, where I'm going is how important is good leadership now with this whole new culture, this whole new paradigm where we our entrepreneurs, businessmen, corporate level execs, we think we rule the roost. We think we can do the whole thing. But really, do we need more and, and, and why? You know, I think that in this time of virtual worlds, we need to still be able to use our leadership skills. I mean, uh, we need to be able to, to break our workforce down into three or four and, and get them on a Zoom and, and do a little leadership teaching, do a little bit of motivation, give them a little bit of inspiration. And I think that it's really important. It's true that we've been in the virtual world for over a year now, but that doesn't negate our leadership responsibilities. And even more so, we have to be able to ensure that we're giving them the tools that they need to be successful or the tools that they need that they're going to grow. You know, this has been a crazy time. And a lot of the people who have been affected, you know, as far as their job goes with COVID, we really need to now start to think about where they're going to go. And, and more and more people are entering the workforce as solopreneurs or, you know, they're trying to develop their own businesses or whatever it is that they're trying to do. But leadership is even more important now. And if you're part of the uh, leadership team and you have a virtual workforce, don't forget that they need you. You're their role model. You're their mentor. You're in the position that they are eventually going to want. And, and what do you need to give them to be successful? Well, again, it's that of service. So open up your heart, open up your mind, and, and kind of share some of that stuff with them. Uh, even more important nowadays. Just said it all right there. Really, really good. In fact, I sincerely do hope everyone listens to this again, because there's so much information on this. I recommend listen to this to get the whole show, and then go back, listen to it again, and take notes, because there are some very important points here. Whether you work for someone, or someone works for you, or some someone's work for you, or whatever your scenario is, even if you think you're the janitor, let me tell you, janitors are very important people and they are leaders in their own right. So go back through this a second time, take notes, there's some incredible information here. And now I want to touch upon the author in you. You're a multi number one best-selling author. Hats off to you. This is amazing. And I understand you have another book coming out. Tell us about it. Yeah, actually, the book is called uh, Ultimate Coaching, Skills for Developing a Highly Engaged Workforce. I kind of use the ultimate leadership. The show is the ultimate leadership podcast. You know, my first book was Ultimate Leadership, 10 Rules for Success. Then it's Ultimate Success, 
strategic leadership excellence. I, I use the term ultimate because we really want to be able to get to that pinnacle. But the book is Ultimate Coaching, Skills for Developing a Highly Engaged Workforce. You know, one of the things I get asked all the time, Tony, is how do I develop a coaching business? And I want to be a coach. And what's the best way to do that? And, you know, it's kind of one of the best jobs that I've had is to be able to help people polish themselves and get them to where they want to be. So as I sat down to write that book of how to develop a coaching business, I said, you know what? I'm going to give people the blueprint on how to develop a business but do they have the skills to do the job as a coach? So I changed the focus of the book. And instead of developing the business, I gave them the skills they needed to have to be a good coach before you can open the business, right? So when we think about this from the standpoint of being able to get people to the next level, how do you do that? You know, one of the things that's in the book is one of the chapters is coaching versus progressive discipline. It's all about the verbal and the written and the final written and the suspension and the termination. You know what? This isn't about punishment. This is about ensuring that we're correcting the behavior. We're correcting the action. So one of the things that we want to be able to do is instead coach people, put them on a performance improvement plan, tell them what the expectations are. We're not their parents. We're not here to punish them. They're adults. We want to be able to help them get to where they need to be to, you know, to get to their next level of success. Remember, when they're successful, the organization's successful. When the organization's successful, the leaders are successful. So one of the things to look at is, you know, how we did that. Then another chapter talks about corrective versus constructive feedback. Sometimes we got to have constructive feedback. Sometimes it's got to be corrective feedback. What's the right way to do that? So in this book, I really wanted to outline the skills necessary. First chapter talks about servant leadership. I kind of mentioned it earlier that we need to be able to ensure that we have a level of service. And I'm glad you brought the book up, Tony, because there's something important I wanted to ask you. And, you know, we've talked a bit, you know, we've got a little bit of rapport. We're developing a good friendship. And if they make my book into a movie, I want you to play me. So I, I hope that you at least take that into consideration. Did you say you want me to play in it? I wanted you to play me. So I want you to oh, be play, the Chris Oh, play, Yeah. Hey. <laughs> what an honor. Thank you. Oh, I can't stop laughing. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. So do I do it the Sicilian style or the American style? You know, however it works out. You, use your hands, though. I mean, at least, at least if you're using your hands, we're on the same page. I noticed that about you. You're doing it. I'm doing it. I mean, we just can't help it. It's just the hand thing. It's the only way I talk. And you know, what's interesting, people don't see me in, on the audio, but while you're talking, I've got my hands clasped. I don't say anything. It's not possible. But as soon as I do this, it's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the hand movement. Well, thank you. Now, your book, we can get that at chrissebolero.com as well as on Amazon. You can. You can get it on Amazon. You can also get it at my website. You can also get it in the Barnes and Noble. You can get it in all the bookstores as well. Um, and go ahead and do that because they may have to order it. So, um, you know, also the books that are on my website, they'll, they'll come signed if you want them autograph. And then, you know, the other things I'm doing, I'm having people who are calling me who want me to do uh, mastermind groups on the books. Uh, so, we, you know, we kind of get together once a week, you know, for three or four weeks. We break it down and I kind of do a teaching out of that book as well. So if that's something that interests people, you know, you can find that information on the website as well. But the gifts that we have, Tony, whether it's podcasting, you know, you've, you've developed so many businesses and you've been such a great success in your career. 
I mean, and that's what you're doing now is you're sharing your expertise. You're sharing your knowledge with the people who listen to your show over a hundred thousand downloads every week and listens of your show. I mean, that's an incredible, and it's because people want your knowledge and we've got to be able to think about that from the standpoint. So if I can share a little bit with you, I'm happy to do that. Everyone in the audience, all you entrepreneurs, small business owners, corporate level executives, even if you have a career job, go to chrissebolero.com and just make it easy. Buy all his books. <laughs> this is the good stuff. This is why he's on the show to share this expertise. So just buy them all. And that actually kind of opens into another important question, Chris. What's the future hold for you? Where, where are you going? What, can you tell us some of your plans? Yeah, I mean, so when we talk about vision, I mean, I, I, I try to develop goals every year uh, in December. I try to get all my work done by the end of November so I can reflect in December and write my goals for the next year. And, you know, in my future, I really want to be able to define the legacy of true leadership development. It's not the gift that we give ourselves. We give everything to our workforce. We give everything to our positions. We give everything to our organizations. But we don't give anything to ourselves. We don't give anything to our growth, anything to our development. So one of the things that I'm trying to do with my legacy of being a leadership specialist, and I never say I'm a leadership expert. Nobody's an expert in leadership. If you know everything there is to know about leadership, raise your hand, right? Um, so I'm a leadership specialist. But the legacy that I want to be able to move towards, and you know, at, at 56 years old, hopefully I got you know just a couple years left, and then I want to buy a nice big boat and come on down to Florida, Tony. We'll do some fishing. I want to leave a legacy of an organization, maybe for my kids to work in, um, certainly for developing the next generation of leader with the influence that I have. So if I think about a grand scheme of goal, I want it to be a organization that will last beyond me, that will take the honor and take the privilege of allowing people to learn the art and science of leadership and allowing my influence to be part of their leadership journey. I, on the podcast, one of the things I say all the time, Tony, is I want to thank you for joining me and allowing me to join you on your professional development journey. It's an honor for me to walk next to you and share the expertise that I've gained. And you teach me too. I mean, the people that were, are, are my clients, I learn things from every day, whether it's how they deal with problems or whether it's how to make somebody taught me how to make sauerkraut soup. I don't even want to get into that, Tony. I mean, as an Italian, it was real. But we learn things, right? So if we think about what the future is for me, that's one of the big goals I want to try to attain. It's just so rewarding when we are at this particular point in our life and we're helping others and we see them grow. It's just like when you see your child grow over the years. It's just this great feeling. And for all you in the audience that have children, that have taken a product from embryo, all the way up to success. You know what I'm talking about. It's just such a great feeling. And you can do your job and your company's job a whole lot better and faster with good leadership skills. And that's why I brought Chris on the show to help give us some of that and impart some of that. And one last thing, Chris, we're always on the lookout for what brings us success. And we've got this great amount of information from the show, a lot of gold nuggets. And we're always looking, of course, that's why we're here listening is we want to, we want to take our business to the next level. We want to get that idea. And sometimes the personal habits of my guests are very unique and very inspiring. 
So I always like to ask, are there any personal habits that you feel contribute to your success? And that's a great question. And, and that's a whole, one of the teachings that I've been on in this past year is really about that of habit. And, you know, one of the things that people will ask me all the time is, I'm just not motivated. Uh, I, why aren't I motivated? I'm trying to reach this goal. And it really, it's because you're not developing the habit into your day. You know, one of the things that you got to think about is we do the same thing every day. We get up the same time every morning. We, we take a shower. We dry the same body part first every single time. We drive to work. And it, we really have to be able to figure out where the goal is going to fit into our day. To get something you've never gotten, you've got to do something you've never done. So we have to remove something from our day to put the habit in it that is going to continue around. And I'll give you an example. And I'm kind of skirting around your question, but I'll, I'll get there. When I wrote this book, you know, Ultimate Coaching, people will say, where do you find time to write the book? Well, before I started writing the book, Tony, I was spending an hour a night watching Seinfeld on TBS. It was on from five to six o'clock every day. Well, when I started to write, I gave up that hour time and I put the, the writing into that for the year, right? And now um, that's where the habit comes from. So for me, my habits are staying true to your vision. You know, I want to be able to build a legacy. You know, I want to be recognized as an international leadership specialist. I want to be able to help my paramedic career field transition and grow and be an advocate for that field. And since they're my goals, I want to find a cure for baldness. I mean, I figure, why not? What the heck, right? And, um, but you got to stay true to your goals. So when I think about my habit, my habit is all about getting up, you know, staying positive, you know, eating right, getting into the gym, making sure I add value to, to people every single day and staying true to the vision that I've set for myself make sure that I reach the goals that I need to, and then work the plans that are going to get me to the goals. But it's all about that consistency. Never underestimate the power of consistency because that'll what, that's what's going to get you through the door. Very wise, very sage. Once again, we talked about developing leadership expertise with Chris Cebolero, and you can find him at chriscebolero.com. Chris, I'm enthused. Now, I don't work in corporate America, but I have people that do tasks for me, and I'm enthused from this because I know I can be a better leader and help them achieve success and therefore help me and what I do achieve more success. I just love it. This was great. You can tell I'm Italian because I'm, I'm just like jumping up here. I'm, I'm kind of getting a little giddy on this because I really enjoy it. I really zone into this stuff. It's so inspiring, and I will be listening to this several times as well. And once again, check out his books at chriscebolero.com and help yourself, help others, help your family, help your kids. Thank you so much, Chris. My pleasure, Tony. And, and please, uh, I'm happy to come back anytime, but I want to see you over there on my show as well. And uh, let's share some of your expertise with my listeners. Sounds great. It's a deal. Thank you, Chris. Hey, fellow entrepreneurs, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. I'm sure this was as inspiring for you as it was for me to do this interview. I learned a lot about developing leadership expertise with Chris Cebolero. What a great interview. Listen to this again. Take notes so much. We talked about how to figure out and gauge the measurement of true leadership success. What is that gauge, okay? And why is it so difficult for organizations to make this happen? How does that work? And we talked about the culture of the past and 
how leaders engage the workforce. What does it take today? It's so much different than it used to be. What are some of the best practices to make this happen? And we talked about good, solid leadership, strategy, skill, and how to develop the next level. Very, very important. It's not done yet. There's still more to learn. We're always evolving, growing, and becoming better leaders. You know, I remember a story a long time ago in the old, more olden days, in the days of ships, and it was a British admiral or captain, and he had a sailor who was afraid to go up to the crow's nest, just afraid. He, he was afraid of heights and he didn't want to go. But the point of the story is that this captain, his leadership style was he told the sailor, he says, I'm going to go up there. And he goes, you better pray that I find you up there before I get there. And he, the, the captain, raced up that, that mast to the crow's nest, which is way high up. If you've ever been in a crow's nest of a ship, and I have, it is very scary in a way to be way up there. Well, the captain raced up that mast, and sure enough, the sailor raced up the mast with him. He was no longer afraid of heights to get up there. That was a great leadership style. You can search that and check it out. Good leadership is really important when it enters, and there's different styles based on the time, the needs, and so on and so forth. And while we joked around a little bit in this interview, there are some very, very great points. There's a lot of great points. We talked about his book, and we talked about his routine and his habits that leads to his success. When we get into a routine and we do certain things, it really changes us. It could be exercising at a certain time, reading a book. Instead of watching a TV show from 5 to 6, Chris started writing, and he uses that as his writing time, and he actually gets stuff done that way. So there are routines that, once you get them, help contribute to your success, sort of like laying the bricks down in, a, in building a wall or a foundation, one by one by one by one. But when it's all done, it's like, wow, I've really done a lot. I'd love to know how you use this information in your business, your career, and your life. Did this interview give you any ideas? Did it stimulate you to take some new action? Would you please share and grab hold of your vision? Decide you're either going to start something great or take it to the next level. You know this. You have to decide first. It always starts with a decision. And you can get my vision map to help you along the way. When I started podcasting many years ago, I wrote this all up. I put it together and... In just a few years, I built a very sustainable business, and you can do it too in any field, in any endeavor you want. The book is at TonyDURSO.com slash books. I wrote up the vision map as my guide. You can do it too. And you know, guys, would you please consider supporting this show with a nice review? Go to TonyDURSO.com slash review. And if you know someone whom you believe would be helped by this, would you please share I appreciate it. And also, if you're watching this on Rumble, would you kindly subscribe, like, hit that plus sign. It's a little different on Rumble. Comment, share. I thank you kindly in advance. Let's help you move on your journey to success. Okay, guys, thanks. And remember, success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show.
We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.